Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class, a short, about a 13-minute Bible study every single day, getting us into God's Word and helping us to stay strong and even grow stronger in our faith, because faith comes by hearing the Word of God. But it also, being in God's Word every day, helps us to stay more focused on our relationship with God and helps us to maintain a more spiritual and therefore positive mindset to be able to deal with life every day. We always encourage you to help people in your life probably a number within your own family, in fact, who need to turn their focus in life around and toward God. They need to start thinking about their soul's salvation. Help them by sharing these short studies with them every day and share with everybody else you can every day through text messages, Facebook friends, other technological means. But share with your family members, friends, work associates, neighbors, with literally with everybody you can every day. You may help somebody ultimately get to heaven by getting them into God's Word through these short studies every day. What a great blessing for them, but also a great blessing for you. So make that commitment and start sharing today. We're going to get back into our line of thought and study. In fact, we're going to bring this to a close today, talking about that revolutionary concept of being just a Christian. Nothing more, nothing less, nothing else. As we've stated, it is a message of unity because being just a Christian does away with denominationalism, which has brought division to Christianity. Does away with denominationalism. No more denominational names, no more denominational doctrines and plans of salvation and all of that goes with that whole, that whole structure of denominationalism, which means division. It is also a message of pure Christianity because it goes right back to the Bible and says, this is our sole authority in matters of religion. Just what the Bible teaches, nothing more, nothing less, nothing else. It is also a message of simplicity, a message of simplicity because, again, it goes back to the scriptures. Just the simple message of being a Christian, nothing more, nothing less, nothing else. You see, there were no denominations in existence in the first century after the church was established. There was only pure New Testament Christianity. God did not send Christ into this world to establish a system of denominationalism which would distort and divide Christianity with hundreds of different religious groups bearing different names and teaching different doctrines and different plans of salvation. But he sent his son into this world to establish the church designed by God himself. Jesus said, upon this rock, I will build my church, Matthew 16 and verse 18. In Colossians 1 and verse 18, he is the head of the body The church, which is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he may have the preeminence. Oh, a message of simplicity, going right back to the scriptures, right back to the scriptures, letting go of whatever old identities we might have had, and just being Christians. Just a Christian is a simple name that honors Christ. The name Christian identifies a person as being an adherent 
or a disciple or a follower of Christ. As we said early on, it may have been a name that was used by enemies of Christianity, a term of derision, referring to people as, or followers of Christ as Christ ones. But quickly, (coughs) excuse me, it became a name of honor, an identity of honor that the church embraced. It, It glorifies Christ as the founder and head of the church. It is simple and biblical in design. In Ephesians chapter 1, verses 22 and 23, He, that is God, put all things under his feet, that is Christ's feet, and gave him to be head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. Why name, if you want to be the true body of Christ, the church that belongs to Christ, why give it some name other than Christ? Why give it some name that glorifies something else or some other identity? Heaven is the church's only headquarters. Acts chapter 2, verses 32 and 33. Acts chapter 5, verses 30 and 31. That's where Christ is. He is the only head of the church. For this reason I left you in Crete, Paul wrote to Titus that you should set in order the things that are lacking and appoint elders in every city as I commanded you, Titus 1 in verse 5. God did not authorize the appointment of some centralized governing body to establish doctrine and policy for the church. God gave us his doctrine and policy through the scriptures in the New Testament, and we cannot change those and still be right with God. Elders are to exemplify qualities that characterize them as mature godly men capable of providing spiritual leadership for their congregation, but only for their congregation, not for a whole group of congregations as some kind of over, you know, governing over board of directors, but just for the congregation in which they are personally members. 1 Timothy 3, verses 1 through 7, and Titus chapter 1, verses 5 through 9. Just a Christian recognizes the Bible as its simple, authorized direction of worship. Worshiping just as the scriptures teach us. Singing and making melody in our heart to the Lord. Ephesians 5, and verse 19 not putting on some choreographed, staged show that is designed to a great extent to please the listeners. No, worship is supposed to be to God. We're the worshipers. God is the listener or the one being worshipped. Well, Christianity is also a message of direction. It gives us God's direction as to how to live our lives, and that is just a Christian, is the message of direction, to give us God's direction to live our lives by his will, communicated to us through his teachings. Again, 2 Timothy 3, verses 16 and 17, all scripture is given by inspiration of God. It is God's very word and is profitable for doctrine, that is, for what we're supposed to believe and teach and practice, for doctrine, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, 
You see, God's word is sufficient to make us complete spiritually and as his worshipers, as his followers through Jesus Christ. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for instruction, for correction, for, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. We don't need and we should not be looking for some additional revelation to guide us in God's will. The Bible has been once for all delivered to us. Now somebody might retort and say, well, how do you know that? How do you know that there's not more revelation coming from God, that we're not going to have more scripture given to us? Uh, I can read God's word. And in Jude chapter 1, there's only one chapter in the book of Jude, verse 3, Jude wrote, Beloved, while I was very diligent to write to you concerning our common salvation, I found it necessary to write to you, exhorting you to contend earnestly for the faith which was once for all delivered to the saints. Once for all. That means for all time. Yes, God's word guides us to be just Christians. A wonderful message of unity, because it does away with denominationalism. We're just Christians, nothing more, nothing less, nothing else. A wonderful message of pure Christianity, because it is focused upon just letting God's word guide us, and God's word being the sole and final authority as to what we believe and teach and practice as his followers through Jesus Christ. Just a Christian is a message of simplicity. We want to speak where the Bible speaks, be silent where the Bible is silent, and accept God's word as being our sole authority. And just a Christian is a message of direction. It guides us to walk according to God's will, to submit our will to God's will. The Apostle Paul wrote this about his own development as a Christian. He said in Galatians chapter 2 and verse 20, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live. Now, literally, physical crucifixion? No, that's not what he's talking about. He's talking from a spiritual perspective. I've been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. His life changed direction because he devoted his life to walking with, to serving, and being guided by our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ through his teachings. When he wrote in Colossians chapter 1, he, I'm sorry, Philippians chapter 1, chapter 3, I'm sorry, he talks about his heritage as a Jew. And he says, if anyone else thinks he may have confidence in the flesh, that is his physical heritage, I more so. And then he begins laying out this, this kind of lineage from a spiritual perspective. 
He says, circumcised the eighth day of the stock of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of the Hebrews, concerning the Pharisees, uh, concerning the law, a Pharisee, concerning zeal, persecuting the church, concerning righteousness, which is in the law, that is the Old Testament law of Moses, blameless. But, now here's the transition. That's what he used to be, what he used to consider to be important to him and to be directing influences in his life. But, transition statement, what things were gained to me? These things I have counted loss for Christ. Yes, indeed, I also count all things loss for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and count them as rubbish that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is from the law, that is the Old Testament law of Moses, but that which, which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness which is from God by faith, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering being conformed to his death. Verse 12, not that I have already attained, I'm not there yet, he says, or I'm already perfected, but I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. Here's the direction in his life again. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Paul's life had become redirected to follow God through Jesus Christ, his Lord and Savior, all the way to eternal life in heaven. We'd like to help you start on that journey and become just a Christian. Please contact us through our website at churchofchrist.com churchofchrist.com. Click in the email link or you can call us at 402-498-8397. We hope to hear from you soon. Let's pray. Father, guide us in your will. Guide us to become and, and to live our lives as just a Christian. Nothing more, nothing less, nothing else. Pure Christianity a message of simplicity, a message of unity, a message of direction and hope. Praise be to you, Father. Please forgive us and hear our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen.